Empire. Neil back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assists from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took his in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up, guys? We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions! Thank you for joining us. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vazana, and as always, my brother Noel. Well, Noel, it's after the game, and uh, we're here to do a little reaction session. You gonna be okay? You gonna you gonna break your monitor over there or anything? No, I'm fine. I predicted the game right, so I mean I can't completely uh, be 100% pissed off about it. But yeah, it's just the way the game went down was completely unexpected, and that's what pisses me off. Yeah. Well, let me get through this real quick. Please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and the Facebook group. Just search Beltway Sports Bros. You can also find us at BeltwaySportsBros.com, and uh, feel free to check out my critically acclaimed articles on there. You know, we got to talk about this every single time. <laughs> Why don't you just you, you need me anymore or what? <laughs> Well, we get it. What, you're writing. Uh, well, I'd like people to read them. I'm not doing it for my health, you know. <laughs> no, it sounds like you're kind of like throwing it on me, though. Like, yeah, you see what I'm doing? No, not no. at all. No? All right, good. No. Just like my, my brother and partner to read the work that I put in. I, I did. They're good. What the hell you want? You want blood? No. I, just reminding people. All right, That's good. It. One last thing, if you are listening to this show right now, which obviously you are, please hit the subscribe or follow button so you don't miss a single episode going forward. All right. Well, I'm sure you watched the game, but if you didn't, your Washington football team lost to the Cleveland Browns 34-20. to Quick recap of the game. Washington scored first with a TD pass from Haskins to Dontrell Inman. Cleveland came back with a field goal after a 43-yard drive. Haskins threw an interception to Carl Joseph that he fumbled, and the Browns recovered at the 28. Not long after, the Browns scored on a 16-yard run by Nick Chubb. At the end of the second quarter, Haskins threw another interception, this time to Malcolm Smith, which led to a Mayfield pass to Kareem Hunt. At the start of the third, Washington's defense forced back-to-back punts, and Washington answered with a TD from Antonio Gibson. And Washington had their best drive of the day with 12 plays, 54 yards, that ended with another TD from Haskins to Inman. Cleveland answered with a touchdown drive of 11 plays, 75 yards, with a Mayfield pass to Harrison Bryant. Next drive, Haskins threw a back-breaking interception to B.J. Goodson at the Washington 35. Uh, Personal note, after a bullshit offensive pass interference call in McLaurin. And then the Browns scored again on a 20-yard TD run by Nick Chubb. To put the game on ice, Miles Garrett torched left tackle Jerron Christian for a strip sack on Haskins, and they kicked a field goal, and that was essentially the game. Some important injuries to point out here. Defensive end Chase Young left early with a groin injury, and so did Matt Ioannidis with a left arm injury. Also, wide receiver Dontrell Inman left with an injured wrist. No word yet on the extent of their injuries. All right, well, Noel, what are your thoughts? I mean, what do you want me to say? This team isn't a good team, but I would say everybody on the field performed admirably except for Haskins. Yeah. I really do. I think that defensively, they did everything they possibly could. They gave up a couple nickel and dime drives, but they fought their way back into the game and they got off the field. Um, offensively, 
initially, they looked like they were putting some things together. I mean, they were looked like they were going towards Haskins' strengths, and the wheels completely came off for him. He just looked inept. He couldn't make throws. As soon as there was pressure in his face, he was not stepping into his throws. Throws were all over the place, not even just taking the fucking interceptions out off the plate. Guys were diving. Balls were 10 yards away from these guys. I mean, they were having to make acrobatic leaps to get to these balls. It was all over the place. And he just did not look comfortable at all. He was When he was going through his progressions, everything was robotic. And then as soon as there was pressure, ball was sailing on him or short. It was just a disaster, man. I think he did everything he possibly could to have Washington lose that game. And at oh. the worst possible moments that they could happen. Interceptions suck regardless. They stink, but just backbreaking backbreaking interceptions it was bad yeah i was watching he reminded me of like a golfer like if you're trying to learn your swing and you know you're like oh no no and you got somebody telling you how to swing the club like oh no, no move your right foot a little oh, bit you mean to the like right. pop does in your backswing exactly yeah you're moving around and you're fidgety yeah he just looks like you said robotic there's a lot of people telling him different ways to do this and last year i felt like maybe they didn't really give a shit and they just said go do your thing he looked more like a Roethlisberger type, you know, just kind of comfortable out there making plays, and he just doesn't look Matt, comfortable. Matt, I don't think the guy's ever been comfortable making plays. At this point in time, and even last year, it was one step forward, two steps backwards, and you're going to do that with young quarterbacks, there's no doubt. This is basically his rookie season, okay? Yeah. I'm not even throwing 2019 into the equation, but these are just bad decisions. I mean, even if these throws were good, on some of these picks, he threw one into freaking triple coverage, man. You can see he is going through the progression, and that's the final decision that you come up with. Yeah. Just throw the ball away. They started throwing to the running backs, as I had adamantly said that they should, which was a good thing. I mean, there were five catches by the running backs in the first half. The offense looked like the offensive style that Haskins should have. Quick outs, slant balls. I will say this in defense of Haskins. Okay, and there isn't a lot to defend. I noticed later on, as the offense started to develop certain things, I think they started to add a little bit more to the offense where he was dropping back more. It was more five-step dropbacks where there was more pressure. He cannot handle pressure. He can't. He just cannot. Wherever it comes from, it can be in his face. It can be from the side. He cannot handle it. And the offensive line, I will tell you, they played damn good today. They did. I was going to say that. Okay? Yes. Christian gave up, and I've been hard as shit on him. He gave up that strip sack on Garrett, which was a backbreaking play because they, were in a, they weren't going to do shit anyway at that point. They were done. But that offensive line held up well. They established a little bit of a run just to alleviate pressure off of Haskins initially. They stuck to it. I think they ran the ball about 22 times. So there was a remnant of an offense here. This is on Haskins 100% to me. 100%. I think they came in with a game plan, and I think they came in with a slight identity in what they were planning on doing. And he didn't execute it. Agreed. And the offense looked creative. It looked like, you know, they went back to the first game with all the the motions and the quick handoffs and the jet sweeps and things like that. But it actually seemed to work this time. They seemed to have a consistency to it. Sure. And it, and it made sense. They got the playmakers involved like we talked about. Um, everybody was kind of touching the ball. I still think, though, why is Antonio Gibson not getting more opportunities in the running game? I mean, he had only nine rushes in this game. And a lot of those jet sweeps and everything were to the wide receivers, which was fine. But I was saying before this game, they need to go old school and just pound this ball because... 
They need to open things up for Haskins. They need to go reverse what a lot of teams are doing, with, sure. which is pass the ball to open up the run. They need to run to open up the pass for Haskins. They need to get him comfortable. Well, I will say this about Gibson, and I know you're a big fan of his, but there are certain situations when he was hitting the line that he was not driving himself through it. He needs to watch some tape of Peterson or something. And that's a young running back. They always do that. They get to the line and they scamper a little bit and then they go. And there were certain situations because when McKissick came in on those same style of runs, you could definitely see a difference there in those immediate point A to point B run styles. Now, I thought the running game was adequate enough for Haskins to alleviate the pressure and for the offensive line to get that pressure off, just like we talked about in the previous shows. And it was enough. These throws were just not adequate. And one thing I will say is, there was yet another game where we haven't seen a ball downfield. Not another game. They tried once to McLaurin. It was just a horrendous throw, if I remember correctly. That's not a downfield throw. We're talking about get one over the middle. You mean to tell me through an entire freaking game that you can't get a situation like that? Now especially at the points in time when Haskins had good protection on him. But when they started going to those multiple drops that he was doing, he ain't ready for that, man. He needs to do boom, 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 and just get it out, get it out. That's the only time that he was actually looked like a quarterback. And by the time they started going back to that a little bit, he couldn't make the throws. Logan Thomas is six fucking six, dude. He's throwing over his head. He's throwing under. Logan Thomas had to go to the point he got injured. He had to come off the field on that phenomenal catch that he had for the first down. He had to come off the field because he went fucking horizontal on that. Somehow the ball bounced up and he still maintained control of it. I mean, these aren't throws to a tight end that these guys should be having him catch, man. They really aren't. Not a guy that size. Get it to him. Ball's behind guys where they're having to make one-hand snags behind him in route. On the screen passes, he could have potentially had five picks in this game. Oh, yeah. I mean, he got saved by Isaiah Wright on another one. A screen pass should have been picked off. I mean, dude, these interceptions that he had aren't like, that's an unfortunate situation. These were glaringly bad throws. I was saying maybe Isaiah Wright should look into playing free safety. That was a hell of a fucking play. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it was. Hell yeah, it was. He held up knowing he had no chance to to get the ball, and then he just blasted uh, whoever was uh, trying to get that interception. But I don't know. You can't do just little out patterns all day. You have to throw the ball in the middle of the field. The problem is, when he would, I don't know what the number is, but it seemed like every time he threw it, he threw it in traffic, and three of those interceptions were in the middle of the field. No, he, he, just, had, a, he had a pass over the middle to McKissick that ended up becoming a good play. The McLaurin play on the, on the almost Logan Thomas pick, he had that one where McLaurin scampered for a good amount of yards. He did have some balls over the middle that were pretty good. The Inman touchdown was in the middle. I'm just the saying Inman touchdown, that, yeah. I'm just saying that when three of your passes are interceptions over the middle, maybe it's time to rethink your your plan there because, yeah, that's not a very good percentage. And when you saw that he was going back to throw it in the middle of the field, you didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. Nope. You know, and it was just like, oh, oh, okay, interception. Great. And there was definitely some positives in this game. I just don't know what they're going to do. What were they, would you say? They looked like somewhat of an offense. They've proved that they can move the ball a little bit. The defense didn't get any turnovers in this game. I mean, you have five turnovers, obviously, really four because that last fumble at the end, that that doesn't count but everybody will point to the five but it really wasn't so the defense I think played exactly the way that they needed to play they they were put in really horrible positions this time I can agree with you they were put in very bad positions 
three separate times and they gave up three scores. For me, I just think that they need to be way more careful with the ball, obviously. They tried to kind of unleash Haskins a little bit more in this game and it bit him in the ass, but they moved the ball at the same time. But if you're going to throw the ball and he's going to throw an interception anyway, just throw deep and get 50 yards down the field and make it a punt. Forcing the ball in the middle, Haskins does not go through his progressions properly. Even when he does go through his progressions, you could see he, he needs to move his head. You could see that he was looking to other wide receivers, but cornerbacks can't see that. So he needs to shift his head to that side in order to pull the defenders on that side. You know what I mean? He just kind of moves his eyes a little bit. Well, yeah, no, I understand what you're saying, but those three picks that he had, I mean, he was staring at those guys so hard he could have put a hole through. The third one, though, he looked over. He went through his progressions on the third interception, but then he ended up going back to his primary and freaking was staring a hole through his chest. Right. So, yes, look, it was a bad game for him, a horrific game. He's responsible for the loss. The defense played admirably. They got themselves behind the eight ball due to the Haskins interceptions. And then they take the lead 20 to 17. And typical A Washington fashion, defense is busting their ass the best that they can. And as soon as the offense takes the lead back and says, thank you for keeping us in the game, defense, we appreciate you. We score. And then what happens? The Browns go on a fucking 11-play, 75-yard drive and just eviscerate them on that drive. And that was really the backbreaker. The defense was never the same, really, at that point. The Browns had found something. Of course, gave up like a third and 11 or whatever on that. Sure, too, you of know, course. Of course. I think, obviously, losing Ioannidis and Young was a big loss. And I think you could see that later in the game. The defensive line obviously wasn't as deep got more tired. They were pounding the ball on him, you know, those last two drives, and there was no answer for him after that. And that was my concern. I'm not blaming Washington when you give up turnovers within your own territory and give up scores. It would have been nice to not give up three for three on the touchdowns, but it is what it is at that point. But the defense sustained themselves, and I will give it to the offense initially. At least they didn't come out with a three and out to start the game. That's true. And then, you know, the second half, the adjustments, as we've talked about, I was actually really encouraged because they came out with a 7-0 lead. They lost it, but then they came back out with some really good defensive adjustments, really good offensive adjustments, it seemed like. The defense went back-to-back three and outs, were hitting Mayfield, making him uncomfortable, and the offense scores you know, back-to-back touchdowns. And then, like you said, they give up that demoralizing 75-yard drive and then you know, don't look and back. And you know, that, that interception by Haskins potentially would have never happened if they didn't, like you said in the start of the show, if they didn't give McLaurin that bullshit offensive pass interference, that interception probably wouldn't have happened. It may have happened later on down the drive, but shit, it wouldn't have happened so immediately afterward. That was backbreaking, man. It was a bad fucking call. And at that point, you're ahead of the chains. You don't need to force the issue. That was what, a third and 15 when he threw Yeah, great throw, great route, the whole thing, the momentum there, getting it to his boy. Let's get this drive going now. And Mm -hmm. now, because of a shitty call back behind the eight ball because of a bad call and you know that happens but that interception at that point in time wouldn't have happened most likely definitely not in that location no absolutely not that deep you know and that was as backbreaking as you could get I hope to God that Young and Ioannidis are okay I was thinking though Noel with the way Rivera is coaching 
I wouldn't doubt that he just said, keep him out. Don't let him come back in. I was just about to say that. I think he's packed it in, man. I personally do. And that's where I was going with it when you said that about the Young thing. And I don't know about the Ioannidis situation, but Chase Young was walking on the sideline. He looked okay. Jumping around. It was like kind of getting hobbled in a preseason game. You're like, all right, if it were a regular season game, you'd play. But don't worry about it. We got you. Yeah, is he and aware that it's the third week of the season? I don't apparently know. not. I mean, second <laughs> week in a fucking row. And that's another thing that I was going to go with. There's two people responsible for... Now, as far as the outcome of the game and the score where it was, that's on Haskins primarily. But I can tell you, this team battled, man. This defense deserves a chance to go out and try to win a fucking game. Agreed. And on that final drive, when they were down by 11, and the Browns were going to go for it on fourth down, and Kerrigan jumped. Mm. There should have been a timeout before that, so the defense could settle themselves in on that fourth down, and that and that jump would have never happened. Totally. Then they still stopped them on that drive, gave up a field goal. There could have been three-plus minutes left, almost four minutes left, if this idiot would have just called a single timeout, plus they had the two-minute warning. Right. It doesn't make any sense. What are we doing here? What kind of logic? Oh, well, and, and then you hear, uh, you know, the announcers, whatever the fuck. Spielman. It is. Spielman. Oh, well, you know, there's. Uh, uh, I so, disagree with it, but I can under. I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand it for shit. They were down by two scores. They did what they needed to do, not make it a three-score game by giving up just a field goal. The defense did their fucking job. Mm-hmm. Now what you did was, is now you go out there and you let the clock run off. For what? What example does that set? That's the part that pissed me off. Haskins sucks. We get that. But what example are you setting? Arizona game, they were down by 12 with three timeouts left. This game, they were down by 11 with three timeouts left. What are you doing here, man? What what example are you setting? Are you going for the first pick? I don't get it. At the very least, even if the likelihood is you're going to lose... You've had no offseason. You've had no preseason games. You have a young team. Why wouldn't you use every single second you have of these live games to get this team better? And you're going to use the injury excuse? Okay. Injuries fucking happen. Right. All you're saying to your team is that we're packing it in. Even still, the defense knowing that this asshole's not calling timeouts, all this, they still get the stop. Right. And still blast through their offensive right. line and get the stop. What are we doing this for? Why, mean, not, why not just open up the Red Sea and let them score? Why even Yeah, risk what's it? the point? Why even go? Why not just leave the field now? Right. I mean, hey, just tell Mayfield to just down the ball and just take a victory snap and be done with all this. Why are we playing this game anymore? And the fact that Haskins, if he is still your starting quarterback going into week four, do you think that after the deplorable game that he had, maybe... He could go out there with the final four minutes, and even, yes, the percentages are against them to lose the game at that point. They probably weren't going to score at all, probably get another three and out. What's your point? Haskins going out there maybe building a tad of momentum going into week four could be worth its weight in gold. Or just practicing your two-minute offense. Right. See what happens. I mean, my God, man. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? The worst time management I've literally ever seen in the history of the NFL. It wasn't bad time management. It was blatantly, I don't give a shit. This game is over. Right, that too. This wasn't like, okay, calling a timeout before or after the two-minute warning shit or like those little variants that they and the analytics that they do for time. This was blatantly four minutes left in the game we're done he might as well have just taken off the head you know when they know the game is over they take the headset off yeah yeah what the fuck did you still have it on for at that point he could have done that with five minutes left yeah you brought in character guys you brought in young guys that you want to go out there and fight and win games and and build something and the last two games you packed it in 
You see the Aaron Rodgers of the world or Tom Brady's or whoever it is. These guys go to the last snap. I don't give a shit if they're down by 20. They're hurrying up to the line to get off. I don't care if it's even for their own stats. They're still working, man. I don't know. It's really depressing to think about. It really does seem like he wants to lose these games or he's just treating it as, oh, well, this is early on. And he said that in the press conference. Right. Del Rio, for instance. Did you see that interview? He was asked about, oh, well, Rivera's going towards the future. He's like, I'm thinking about now. That's such a conflicting mindset. You know, Rivera is proving that he really is thinking about future seasons. And you got a guy in uh, Del Rio who's in his 60s or whatever, came back from ESPN to do this shit. He's probably like, what the fuck am I wasting my time with this shit for? Right. Why am I even here? Right. You know, I could have been sitting on my ass talking once a week and, you know, not be up till 3 a.m. every night in a playbook. It's just a bad look all around, and you don't push your guys to get better that way. You just assume if you're in that situation, we're just going to pack it up, and that's it. And that's not a good look. No, it's not. And there were guys on this field for this game that were busting their ass. Sweat? My God. When uh, Young came out, he stepped up big time, and Spielman called him out. So he's got to be better. He's like, okay. And not that he heard him, but he was crushing people out there. Absolutely. Even a guy like Thomas Davis, he comes over to be with Rivera, you know, in his last year, he probably doesn't need to play anymore. He's coming over. Oh, we're doing it to avoid injuries or whatever your little reason is. On a side note, I feel like with Davis out there, yeah, he's he's slower. You can definitely see. But I think that he had guys in the right position. The defense seemed like they kind of had it together a little bit more. I think Kendall Fuller helped that. But of course, they still gave up those little curl routes and things like that. But it didn't seem like they were out of position as much in this game. I don't think the defense was surprised by anything that Cleveland did. I really don't. When the defense was out there, and I had said this before, that, and they corrected my wrong, they didn't give up a big play. No. Nope. They didn't. They gave up some plays that could have made it easier on their lives and said, okay, if they make this stop good, they can get out of there and get a respite or help the offense out maybe a little bit more with time management. But beyond that, there was nothing, at the very least for the first three quarters, that I could say on the defense and say, that guy sucked. Now, Landon Collins... He did his atypical, got burned by the tight end on the touchdown. Missed tackles. He took an angle wrong. I mean, Ryan Anderson on that Chubb run out wide was standing there with his thumb up his ass. I don't know what the hell he was doing. There were certain plays and cues that happened, but you can look at any game and that shit happens periodically. But I can say that the defense as a unit, if I were to give them a grade, I would give them a a B. That Chubb touchdown run, Sweat got held. It was so obvious. He was up on his... I mean, he was going towards that way, had that angle, and he was getting held on his uh, his shoulder pad. Look, I'm sure it happened throughout. I keep notes of those more on the the Washington side more than I do... on the opposing team, but there were definitely um, important plays that were not called that they normally should have been. Well, I think that one of the things that we can take from the offense is that I think Logan Thomas can be a good tight end. I really do. I think he has the body type. He has the speed. He just has to be able to get the ball in his radius, which is about 10 feet. And I I still don't know how you put it within 20, but (laughs) you know, you've got McLaurin Sims again, where, where, yeah. They found Inman now. Great. I'm sure he broke his wrist, though. So, you know, I was going to say, is that not pure Washington football right there? The guy scores two touchdowns <laughs> and then probably is out for the season now. I have no doubt that he is. If you were a betting man, would you think that he's probably out for the rest of the year? Probably. We'll never play for Washington <laughs> again. 
It yeah. always happens that way. No, it's unbelievable. Absolutely. But I think they found some decent pieces on offense that are serviceable. Haskins just has to play better. I mean, he has to play serviceable. And defensively, I think they're okay. I think they can be all right. And they did the best damn job that they possibly could in spite of being in bad situations. And I'm proud of the defense. They showed me something. <laughs> yeah. What was that guy who always said that? That uh, idiot. For, uh, some idiot. Salisbury, ESPN. Oh, yeah. Fucking... Sean Salisbury, that, that guy. <laughs> Is he still alive? He's doing something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He got some, like, caught with porn or some kitty <laughs> porn or something, I think. I don't know. I Don't hold me to that. I don't know. It was something out there. He was the worst. I was so he was, happy he when sucked. he was gone. I was so happy when bad shit happened to him. It was nice. <laughs> he made Booger look good. <laughs> well, I will say that Isaiah Wright actually surprised. He showed me something as well. You know, he looked like he could be something. Yeah. He looked halfway decent. I mean, I wish he would have gotten both feet in on that one pass on the sideline. From the back, but... doesn't he look like a mini uh, Chase Young? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he looks he looks menacing. Yeah, he looks like a mini young. <laughs> he plays hard, he plays fast, and he, he's physical as a wide receiver. So, you know, he kind of did a little bit of everything. You started the show with like, are, are you going to be all right? Yes, I am okay. I think the defense played well. I think the offensively, they have some pieces now. There's two pieces that need to fix, and Haskins just sucks. He needs to get better or needs to get the fuck out. Mm -hmm. But the part that pisses me off again is going back to the Rivera thing, because that is something that you can control. Yep. That is something that is easy coaching, that is easy example setting, and for no purpose besides, I still don't know where his head is on that, and that's the part that fired me up the most. Do you remember him doing that in Carolina? There was always complaints about his time management. I don't think that he ever did anything like that, though. What, packing it in? Packing it in, yeah, back-to-back yeah, -back games. I mean, I honestly, Matt, if he wasn't who he is, where everybody respects this guy, he is a um, military family, linebacker, gridiron, everybody's rah-rah for this guy, now he has the medical issue. If it were Gruden doing that with four minutes left in a game, back-to-back -back games, mind you, where would we be sitting right now? We would be in the same situation because I'm pissed off that he did it. But, you know, those guys that are going to ask the him public, those questions. The, oh, public. the public. I think there was a fair amount of concern over last week. People were asking him that, and he, he got a little fired up about it. So, Fuck him. Well, he's going to get it asked again. This was a game that they had an opportunity to win today. They did. I mean, look at the Cowboys game last week. They had a, what the percentage was 99.9% .9 that they were going to lose that game. And most not just in that, that was just him having his own agenda for whatever that agenda is. I don't know, but I'm talking about throughout the game. They fought their way back into the game offensively as well. They did. Yeah. Okay. They were winning. The defense kept them in. They were winning the game. And this is just unfortunate. Four turnovers. You ain't going to win that way. Haskins had some glimpses of doing the right thing. Not enough. You're not going to pull the trigger on benching this dude. I don't think it's time for that. Alex Smith. But there has to be some... <laughs> <laughs> there has to be some serious improvements, and it has to stop with the one step forward, two steps back shit. You're in too deep now. Well, we shall see. Who are they playing next week? Sorry, I'm week by week here, you know? Baltimore. Jesus, that's right. Whew. Well, we can chalk that one up. <laughs> <laughs> look. One game at a time, no? Look, this is how I thought the game was going to go. I mean, I think I predicted that Cleveland was going to win 27 to 14. It ended up being 34 to 20. So it's about where I thought they were going to be. Cleveland needs this game a hell of a lot more than Washington does. Cleveland is in a situation where they're going to clean house if this team doesn't win. And they needed this one hard. So 
It's unfortunate because Washington is, I believe, just as good as Cleveland is watching the game now without the stupid mistakes and the difference was the quarterback. The difference is turnovers. You think that they're going to clean house? He just hired Stefanski. I'm talking about as far as player personnel. Yeah, well, definitely. I'm talking about as far as Mayfield, as far as the Beckham experiment, Landry. They've got this year, maybe next. And if they shit the bed this year, they're cleaning house, not the coaching staff. I'm not talking about that. They just got there. I'm talking about the players that they have. So they needed this a hell of a lot more. This is a team that's vying for a playoff spot. It's do or die now. And apparently, according to Rivera, we're just in die mode. (laughs) No, this is still preseason. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You know, after these four games, after they pack it in, maybe they'll start a, you know, they've got three three more quarters after that. So (laughs) they're still trying to figure out who their starters are. (laughs) God, next week's going to be tough. It's not going to be pretty. This is where it gets. Uh, <laughs> this was an opportunity lost. You could have gone to two and one. And then you have those margins for error with the Baltimore's of the world, which I don't see that in any shape or form happening. So it's unfortunate. But hey, we didn't expect much out of this football team. I just want them to go for these victories. If they try to down, win, if, if the opportunities are there, right? They actually can try to win. That would be nice. And yeah. Basically, Baltimore is Arizona on steroids, so that that should be a blast. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode. We're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like this show, please share it on social media. Again, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook group, and our website, BeltwaySportsBros.com. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you Wednesday.